Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to see between me and another comedian about religion and comedy. These are conversations I'm calling Disorganized Religion. God bless. And for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. Welcome, nerds. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Disorganized Religion. I am the host, Seth Lawrence, as always. And this week, I am joined by the fantastically, amazingly talented, and dashingly good-looking uh, Ray. How's it going? Ray Easter. Uh, you can find him on SiriusXM, and he was on Laugh After Dark season Dose. So you can find him on Amazon Prime and the Satellite Radio LOL channel. Yeah. How you been, Ray? I'm good. I'm good. good. How you been? Good. Doing well. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, man. Uh, when was the last time you were out? Outside? Uh, Outside. It's been yeah. a long time. It's been a yeah. really long time. Are you, uh, are you able to like work from home? I mean, I watch my kids during the day, so I was always working from home. Okay. The place I work. Yeah. But now, uh, are they being homeschooled now? Uh, I mean, school's out now. School's out for the yeah, summer, yes. but yeah, well, we were doing we were doing Zoom stuff, and uh, I, I I need to double check on whether or not their school's going to be back in in the fall. Okay, because we might be doing Zoom again. Yeah. All right. Zoom so schools. Yeah. yeah. So rough. Uh, yeah. What about you? When was the last time you were out with? with other people you've been doing protesting what you've been up to no i've been saying i dude i live downtown la where they like riot so yeah. i've been like, like chilling but uh, <laughs> things are things are uh a, a lot less tense now so yeah. it's uh people are protesting and it's you know peacefully which is yeah. cool that is uh, good yeah so you work yeah. at home too, or what? What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Nah, man, I've uh, been just watching. Uh, I just got Disney Plus, and I'm uh, <laughs> I am binging every Mar- Marvel movie, oh, all the Star Wars, all yeah. that. Yeah, buddy, that's so, excellent. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so, have so. you watched all of? I haven't seen all of the Marvel movies. There are like thirty of them, right? Yeah, I've seen uh, yeah pretty much all of them now. Yeah, favorite yeah. favorite superhero? Do you have one? You know, it was um, for a while Captain America, but now it yeah. it's become Iron Man. Oh, all uh, right. It's changed throughout the years. So, <laughs> what yeah. uh, what made you change from Captain America to Iron Man? I, I kind of like how the movies made like the. Um, just his character development throughout the the whole series was actually pretty pretty well done. So yeah. It just yeah made me a, a a Tony Stark fan. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, good. Yeah. Good. Very fun. Uh. So yeah. so there was right Captain Captain America versus Iron Man. There was one of those. Oh, uh, Civil War. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was uh, ooh, good movie. That tear you apart inside? It, it kind of did. No, no, it was a good scene. No, I wanted, to, I wanted to see him duke it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very fun. I mean, uh, we all, we all know who would, would have won one on one, but uh, you know. I haven't seen the film, so oh, well, did, did one of them cheat? Did they cheat? No, it was like two on one. <laughs> this is so nerdy. Nice. <laughs> Got into a nerdy podcast. That's no, great. I, yeah. Uh, it's a long story. Uh, Captain America's ex got back into it, and they fought against uh, his ex, meaning Winter Soldier. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a it's a joke. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I'm sure my yeah, audience. Yeah. I'm sure my audience will love it, though. They're they're gonna yeah. get this part up. Yeah, they will. It was yeah. for them. Yeah, for all three of them that listen. <laughs> <laughs> Kids. <laughs> yeah exactly so how how long you been doing stand-up ray uh it'll be eight years in october oh wow so a couple yeah you've been in it a half. bit yeah yeah i have <laughs> what uh had was that always the dream 
Is that always the plan to do stand up? No, no. Uh, actually, the dream, I guess, I, I never really knew what I wanted to do. Um, I, in high school, like I decided I would uh, study criminal justice and become, uh, try to get into some, uh, like a detect, like become like a detective or some like federal yeah. uh, agent or something. Um, yeah. I did. I hated it. So I hated. Really? I hated into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, what did you hate about it? Just the the whole pro- the racism process. Or... Yeah, the ra- yeah. That actually was honestly, there a lot of what racism? <laughs> yeah, I mean, was that yeah. an issue that you felt <laughs> in in the program itself? No. Well, I mean, honestly, seeing like uh, since like. Trayvon Martin, like since that story broke out, I've been kind of, you know, teetering off that path. Oh, okay. And uh, I'd always been a fan of stand up and I had tried it for mm-hmm. a while and I didn't think, like, you know, I can t- I'd do it like professionally. I thought I'd kind of do it on the side while yeah. I pursue uh, the criminal justice. And uh, yeah, that uh, took a turn and I, you know, thought you know i could probably do this been doing it for a while i started doing it after like three years i was like you know fuck it let's let's do it for real gotcha oh that's cool so did you graduate from the program or did you drop out and and do stand up dropped out yeah after yeah a year and a half uh i went to virginia state university and um Petersburg, Virginia, dropped out, went to community college, and I finished up there. And then um, I got a job as a, a armored truck driver, hmm. and I did that for a while. I was doing that as I was uh, applying for different uh, police departments. Okay. So you were still yeah. thinking about at least criminal justice I was, I was then yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i was yeah. then um and then yeah i had a honestly i was getting uh very depressed mm-hmm. like uh after i figured out like i didn't want to go that route i was like i have no idea what i want to do so i was getting depressed about that and a lot of other like life things and uh yeah, just I decided to do something that I like doing, and I just kept with stand up. Yeah, it's it's funny that you. Uh, so, I guess a lot of people that I talk to, a lot of people that we know, are also depressed doing stand up. So, yeah. what about doing stand up? Did you like what? What helped you kind of get out of the funk with stand up? Uh, I mean, I liked first of all just being out. Uh, just hanging out with like like-minded people mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, and just doing being on stage was uh, so fun yeah it, it took me a while to to, to break my uh, uh, stage fright it took me oh. yeah for like a, a year and some change but, really so despite yeah. the stage fright you still wanted to do stand-up yeah, I at least wanted to like just do it, you know. I didn't when I started doing it. I didn't think about doing it professionally at all. Uh huh. I was just trying to do it just to do it. Yeah, like a so, bucket list kind of thing, or just you were interested in it and, and yeah, wanted to see what uh, it was like. I was always interested in it, so it was more like I was just very much into it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like most. Like most people, we don't know how to like get into doing stand up. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. just, I came across uh, a roommate of mine actually that did stand up and he asked me if I wanted to do stand up. And I said no. Because uh, <laughs> my, my roommate was weird and I didn't want to hang out with him. So, and little did you so, know. Little did I, I did, I didn't know that you could do it. So I asked, like, you know, yeah. was there a place that that you could go and eat 
is, you know, took me to, and showed me a, a website, uh, dcstandup.com. Uh, and which was like the LA Comedy Bureau. They just did all the open mics. Yep, exactly. So gotcha. Got so, into it that so way. What was your first experience on stage like? Uh, did you go was, with prepared jokes or? I did. Yeah, yeah. I I had actually been writing for a while because I was always I was still like interested in the the lifestyle. Uh huh. Of, of a stand up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I did write things down, but I had no idea what the hell I was doing. But I sure. did prepare something. That's good. Yeah. yeah. The first time actually went well, um, cause, because it was my first time, and I, I was obviously nervous. So people were very, um, the audience was very just into it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it just made it so much easier. But mm. literally the second time, I ate shit. And, and, you know, <laughs> and that was... That's a, yeah. That's and that's when you got hooked. Before. Yes, I got hooked. <laughs> yeah. This is like, how do you get... How do you, you know, go from a good set to a bad set and make it a good set again? It's... Yeah. That was kind of intriguing, so... Right, 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 right. Yeah. So how long did you do stand-up in Virginia? Um about three three and a half years before i moved out here to la wow so were you yeah. getting good so shows was, out there or oh yeah the, the yeah well I, I started in dc uh so where i'm from is uh i'm you know right out, i'm about 20 minutes outside of dc so uh there were some mics in virginia some shows but mostly we went into the city Mm-hmm. Um, damn what was your <laughs> you had asked a question what was <laughs> just were you getting good shows like were you getting good traction good, good, good out shows. there in DC yeah um, at first no but it's it's one of those areas where you just the more people you know the more spots you get on and by right. at the end of those three and a half years I was getting pretty good um, sets yeah so it is a gradual thing but yeah i I assume it's like that pretty much everywhere yeah i think so what i mean i've only done it in la and what i've noticed about la is there or there are pockets of of comedians and areas i guess is really the way to talk about it there are areas that uh have communities within the within the larger la area i right was dc the same way or was it a pretty tight-knit community um it was a bit more uh tight-knit um only because it's not as a big city as la is so um yeah i'm doing i've done i've been out here three and a half almost four years and i'm still meeting new comics yeah, yeah. I've been here as long as I have and I have never seen or heard of it. <laughs> right. It happens every day. There's so many people out here. So yeah. you kinda have to like get with like a click out yeah. here just naturally. Yeah. Um in DC it was a more tight knit but still very clicky and and political in, in some ways. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you kind of, you can do some rooms and not do some other rooms. Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of politics played on, on people who uh, ran rooms. Yeah. Uh, but some pe- a lot of people could do everything. So that was kind of the goal was to get and do all the rooms. So I did most of them. Yeah. You know? Hey, that's pretty good. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was what was the the move? I mean, why move to LA? Was it to make it serious, more full time pursuit? More, or? yeah, more serious. I knew you had to do the change or do the move, LA or New York. Yeah, uh, I actually yeah. wanted to do New York uh-huh. instead of LA. Sure, um, just because one, it was it's closer. Right. Two. Uh, I, I just kind of I like the New York 
scene and I like the, the vibe more uh-huh. in LA. Now, did you um, see comedians from LA and New York come through DC just doing shows and stuff? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a lot of people that, I mean, throughout the whole coast from, uh, you, you have DC and then Baltimore and, and Philly and, uh, yeah. to New York. So a lot, a lot of guys moved around a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, and it was good to, to check out other scenes and, and see different, you know, cause every scene kind of has like a different uh, a style kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, different feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and every city has a different crowd of, you know, obviously. So it's, right. It's right. Good to, you know, venture out. Yeah. So uh, why'd you end up picking LA over New York? Well, I had a, I had a, a another buddy of mine who uh, was moving out here and he said in about a year and uh-huh. he said, uh, you know, I'll be out here in about a year. I'll, I'll need a roommate. Yeah. So I said, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> LA it is. LA it is. Never been out here. Never visited. Yeah. You know, just wow. came out. And and how yeah. do you feel about that decision? Do you regret it at this point? Absolutely. Do Every you time. really? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I you know you kind of had I kind of had to make the best of it, and yeah. uh, I mean, L A is growing on me a lot. So I, uh-huh. I actually didn't think I'd be enjoying it as much as I uh, have been. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And and yeah. what was the experience like? talk to some who have moved at different points in their stand-up career, but the commonality is that it's a feeling of starting over. How do you agree with that or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And how did you navigate that? Is that just a, a pride swallowing kind of thing and you just wait to rise or kind how did you navigate of, that? I mean, I, you know, I, I came out here and I had about, like a half hour of material that like I liked that worked yeah. back home. Then yeah. I get here and a lot of it didn't work. So why not? Do you think, was it just I, area? I think it was, it, it was probably a lot of area. Um, also crowds out in LA, it's a lot different from anywhere else. Yeah, because there there's so much to do here, so mm. people are a bit spoiled. Yeah, because um, you got you know why go to a, a comedy show? I mean, there are people out here that sit in audience chairs for a living. So right. why would right. they go? <laughs> and are paid to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are paid to do that? Why go yeah. to an open mic on a Tuesday? Sure. Well, and, and I guess that's the other question, right? Like they could pay almost the same price to see professionals go work out some material or they exactly. could go to a bar show. Which is why the comedy store is usually, you know, doing well. The comedy store, the Laugh Factory, all those places are doing well. But, yeah. you know, local bar shows are, are just nightmares. Yeah. Very rough. Yeah. yeah. You better yeah. hope you have a friend on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couple of them. Yeah, couple of them. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So, are you uh, from Virginia originally? No, I'm actually a, a military brat. So, gotcha. From, uh, Syracuse, New York. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I have like no emotional connection to Syracuse. So, yeah, uh, I moved around quite a bit up until, I guess, uh, I was about. Nine, and then I moved to we moved to Northern Virginia. Yeah, and I just stayed there until you know. And, and here. what did your parents do in the military? Uh, my dad was a finance officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in the army. Yeah. So any military yeah. service dreams for you, or? I had I did think about it. I mean, that was going to be my. That would have, I would have done that had I, uh, I'm diagnosed, I've been diagnosed with asthma since I was three. So gotcha. it's really tough to get in. 
Yeah. Um, with that. Uh, so that kind of like, you know, blew my dream of doing that. I, w- I would have joined too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I probably wouldn't have been a comic had I. Had you joined. <laughs> had that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. you could have yeah. been a veteran comic, you know. Could have been. I mean, yeah. I could have done. You know, could have done those veteran shows. Go right. out on the USA tours. You know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So asthma. I mean, I I think maybe asthma kind of saved your life. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, did your dad? Enjoy, did your dad enjoy military service or? I mean, oh, like, yeah. did he encourage you until the diagnosis? Oh, I guess you were three. Like, no, did they know I mean, immediately, or was that not? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like a it, it's a part of their uh, like demands. Like, you have to yeah. get over it by the age of like twelve or thirteen or so, Got and you it. have to like show proof. Yeah. Uh, and I had it. My I still have it now. Pretty yeah. good. Still got my inhaler over here. Gotcha. So, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so tough for you and your dad to deal with like this possibility that would never happen or. No, like, I mean, I was like, uh, I'm, you know, I, I don't have to fight in any wars. So yeah, you could just cool. be a member of the police and fight a war in the homeland. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I've been putting on riot gear with asthma. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, I did. I dodged a bullet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. So where do you claim is home? If, if not Syracuse, where you were born? Still, still Virginia, still Northern Virginia. Okay. I mean, my, my parents still live there. My dad still is in Northern Virginia. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, both my parents are from Southern Virginia, out the Hampton Roads, Virginia beach area. So, okay. uh, both grandparents were from, were there so i also consider that a second home yeah nice yeah. And, and did yeah. you ever live abroad or was your dad never stationed abroad yeah we we lived in germany uh when i was like two and three. Oh, okay so, so you have very vivid memories of germany. very vivid yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very vivid. i remember it <laughs> uh, it's a third home really home. germany Third home, Germany. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, so what was your religious upbringing like? Was was your family religious at all? Southern Baptist and okay. extremely religious. Is that right? Yeah. Would you say they oh, were yeah. militant about their religion? Oh, I see what you did Ooh. there. Huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been writing. You've been writing. Oh. Uh, quarantine is not it's not it served you well still sharp still sharp baby (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah actually no no pun intended yeah they were they were pretty i mean my dad's a deacon my uncle is a preacher my grandpa was a deacon gotcha Uh, most members of my family are involved in the church pretty heavily yeah. So, and and were you ever uh, interested in doing any of that professionally, or no? No, no, nah, man. I All was, right. dude. I was churched out at the age of eighteen. I was yeah. like, as soon as I'm out of here, I'm good. Is that right? I, I, every Sunday, uh, and I had to join a ministry. So, what does that mean? Um, join a ministry? Is that like a congregation or? Yeah, within the church, yeah. So there's like okay. different, um, there's different like uh, jobs per se. Like they have uh, like a missionary ministry. Oh, um, okay. So like a role. Yeah, like a role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Choir, in my church, we call it a calling. Usually it's handed okay. to you from leadership within the congregation. So wow. you know, the, you the man or the, the woman at top. So, so our congregation, what's that? Do you get knighted or something (laughs) (laughs) by a priest? Not quite that formal, but it is. Uh, Yeah. 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 So all of our ministry is lay ministry. So they're not paid to lead the congregation and the, you know, the top of all of the congregations we call a bishop and it's always a guy. 
And so oh, he awesome. leads the congregation. But like my bishop here in, uh, in the greater Los Angeles area is a, is a real estate agent. That's how he makes his yeah. money. Um, okay. So just a normal dude, uh, and then fills some religious roles on the side, right? And so, yeah. so we have our local sort of con- uh, congregation leaders who discuss kind of who they want in certain positions within the congregation. Okay. Uh, so, so it kind of like comes from the top people? down. A little bit, a little bit. They, okay, okay. you know, they see like, oh, this person will come to church every day. Uh, they seem to be together and, you know, they might have some young kids, but I think they can, they can handle, you know, teaching Sunday school or something. Right. Okay. But it sounds like for your congregation or for your religious experience, you picked, it was like, I want to be part of Hufflepuff. It's going to go out and preach or whatever it is. You pretty much picked, um, unless your parents like made you do something that was Uh usually the case for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so yeah. which ministry so, did you join? So actually, voluntarily, I actually joined the, <laughs> the AV ministry, audiovisual. Yeah, nice. The yes, tech. You were a techie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just wanted to do something where I could like, you know, be not talk to people. Not talk to people. <laughs> exactly. But not talk to people. And that's all you do in church is yeah. talk to people. Yeah. So right. I was trying very hard to not do that. Gosh. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So what was a typical Sunday like? What are what are Southern Baptist services like? So our church at the time growing up uh was in the city. So we would uh you know, we'd drive into the city, uh maybe get there for the early service like eight or nine i can't it's been so long i can't remember uh, <laughs> yeah shame about like eight or nine yeah and we we would do both we would go there for both services because um I, my dad taught uh sunday school at the mm-hmm. time and was also in choir mm. uh and sometimes would do both services so um, when you say both services you mean it like, would be like an eight or nine o'clock and then like a, a 10 or 11 o'clock. Got it. So, okay. Yeah. I see. So, uh, same preacher for both services. Yeah. Same yeah, sermon yes. for both services. Same sermon. Yeah. Just, that is a uh, lot of church, man. An eight, a, an eight or nine o'clock, like comics do, you know, <laughs> two shows. Yeah. They do the early show and the late show. Yeah. You know? Or the, the early earlier Sunday show and the early show. The crowd is a bit rowdy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they bring out the dirtier <laughs> material in their later show. Yeah. <laughs> but generally the same yeah. message. Yeah. Yeah, same yeah. message. Yeah. Wow, that is okay. Yeah, and that that later show can go on forever. He'd run the light. He could. He he would run the lights. Really? So, what was the longest sermon you had to sit through? If you, oh, I've definitely. If I can, if I can, I mean, I know I've definitely gone to church at eight or nine a.m. and gotten home by about. Four PM. Wow, that's wild. You know, I mean, those days would be kind of rare. I mean, yeah, sure. More like one and two. Yeah, Um, but still. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It was the whole day. Was there also choir practice in there, or? Yeah. Um. So there would be. Like on Wednesdays, my dad would go to a choir. Um, okay. Yeah. Choir practice would be like Wednesday, Thursday, or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, they tried to get me in choir. I pleaded. So <laughs> I got no, I begged. Yeah. <laughs> I well, it's a it. talent that you cannot hide, Ray. You have to, you have to shine it. Bring it out from the bushel. People got to hear these pipes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I definitely wanted to do something where, like, I could 
be near not a ton of people and not have to talk a whole bunch. And AV was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Gotcha. And it, it was ran like a job. Sure. Like a real job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our church uh, was actually a pretty, pretty big church, a pretty popular one. Uh-huh. Uh, and also had, um, was aired on their local TV. Oh, okay. Uh, so they had, you know, they needed people that were actually professionals. That yeah. A job and, you know, and then they had, you know, kids like me coming in learning. Right. Stuff like that. To take over um, the reins and everything. Take over the reins. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. It was actually fun, but, yeah. uh, it was fun doing that. It's, I mean, that was kind of interesting, you know, right. And all the board, you know, being behind the boards and, uh, yeah, I didn't really handle the cameras, but we did have like four cameras set up. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Big church, uh, not there anymore. It's in, it's in Largo, Maryland. They got a even bigger church. I mean, it was the church <laughs> sure. of like, it was a church of like, 1500 members and they like are expanding more it was it was was ridiculous yeah so uh what are some of like the basic tenets of that you recall of like a southern baptist faith i mean is it because you guys don't believe in the pope right so is the minister like the the mouth of god for you or just it's usually just the the pastor the individual Uh you know the pastors usually would um, who, the pastors are the one that usually own that church. Uh, I, if I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I think every pastor is part of like a larger community that all the, you know, there's, there might be like some, I, I, I honestly have no idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, my perspective too, is that it's a little bit disjointed that not every pastor is teaching, like the exact same oh, thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, which is why you have, you know, people like, you know, you'll have what is a normal church, and then you'll have people like the Westboro Baptist Church who are, right, you know. Who are very correct about, about yeah. what they believe. <laughs> <laughs> who are actually going to heaven. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. according to them, um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, so do you remember your family shopping around for a church or, or oh, for a yeah, pastor? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every place that we had to move to, we, we shopped around churches. We never really stayed at one church until we moved to Northern Virginia. And mm. even when we were in Northern Virginia, we had, we were part of two churches, mm-hmm. um, two big churches. But my later high school years was the the big church in, in DC called the Metropolitan Baptist Church. Mm. Yeah, uh, that does seem stressful to just find yeah. a new home spiritually every time you yes. move. Yes, it is. Uh, went through a lot of different pastors, you know. But, uh, you know yeah. My mom didn't like this one, and my dad didn't like this one. You know. Yeah. So, yes. did you ever feel a personal connection with with your faith? I think at one point, uh-huh. um, and I, I've definitely like gone through a lot in my childhood that also developed in me not, um, I guess, not that I don't believe I'm more agnostic, I guess mm-hmm. is the term, like, you know, yeah. kind of neither here nor there. <clears throat> right, right. But, you know, I I kind of wanted in my twenties. I, I kind of just wanted to to put that off and just not focus on you know church or God or anything. Just because yeah. I was just out churched. I was yeah. just I was really mentally exhausted. Yeah. Uh, so it was more of a burnout kind of issue, and not. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Definitely burnout. Were there any like teachings from from? Uh, pastors that you heard that you were like, that can't be right. Or was it more just the burnout? Like, I, I don't know more, if I can keep doing this. Like, what is this for? It was, it was more just the burnout. Yeah. Uh, really. I, you know, I mean, there are some things that I, I did kind of question with, uh, with some 
pastors, you know, like, like I think everybody does um, normally, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe for some of you doubting Thomases, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that a term that Mormons use? I mean, we believe in the Bible. We've read the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. About Mormonism. Nice. I, I, okay. I do have a question for you. Oh yeah. Let's, let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's I have go. one more for you and then okay. but you ask yours and then we'll come back to my scale of one to 10. Yeah. Uh, uh, how much did you like that? <laughs> the South park episode make fun of Mormonism. If I mean, there, there are a few, as I recall, that make fun of Mormonism, but the one that really gets into Joseph Smith and the beginnings of Mormonism is actually pretty accurate and uh, quite yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, on my I, mission, I, a lot of people that I talked to only knew about Mormons and they, they live, I went to Eastern Canada. I was in the Quebec okay. province speaking okay. French and teaching about Jesus. You speak French? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I've, I've yeah, held on to a little bit of it. I mean, I've lost, I think probably quite a bit, but okay. uh, been if, a while. if pushed, I could, I could communicate. We get back in there. Yeah. We could get back in. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of these kids in Quebec, cause I served in a lot of college towns. So I would talk to people that were about my age, you know, 1920, a little bit older. And, uh, they only knew about Mormonism because of South park. Yeah. So I mean, guilty yeah yeah and you know there's some there's there are quite a few accuracies and uh we can talk about that for sure my last question for you ray is how how do you get to heaven in the southern baptist faith is it like deathbed repentance kind of thing or is it just you do you know what i mean because my understanding is that you you know you're baptized in the southern baptist faith you profess jesus as your savior you accept yeah, him in your heart and you're good to go. Yeah, it is. It's between that and then also just uh, walking through uh, the, the path that Jesus took, I guess, you know. Um, I mean, metaphorically, symbolically, metaphorically, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. You, don't, you don't have to die at 33. You know, you can continue, you can continue living if you like. Yeah, I was gonna say you look great yeah. for a thirty-two year old. I'm gonna be sad yeah, to see you go. You. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so I mean, so really, it is more of a model your life after Christ. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, they talk about you know having a the faith of a mustard seed, I guess, which I don't, I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> You got to have like at least a little bit of sure. faith in your being, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and what do you do in heaven? I guess I lied. One last question. What, what is heaven for a Southern Baptist? Uh, I guess it's, you know, you have many different gates or many different sections of heaven and you go to the one where your family is, you know, and you're, chilling with family gotcha okay yeah. cool yeah. oh interesting yeah um so are the different sections like based on your righteousness or i i honestly have no idea. yeah all right yeah, do you believe in an afterlife or i do where do you stand personally on all this uh, yeah i mean i know you said you're agnostic what do you hope, <laughs> what do you hope for do you hope there's something after I, I hope there is. I mean, I honestly have no idea. I, you know, I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I stand on it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's I mean, great. I, I am, uh, I have been like reading passages through the Bible app. There's a, there's a Bible yeah. app now. And I've been doing that only within the past, um, month or two and I've been like easing into just reading the Bible like on my own yeah at my own yeah. place yeah know, yeah on my own so it, 
is some of that do you think some of that's been influenced by quarantine and like the stress in the world right now or yeah yes (laughs) yes because i am uh since i have asthma i'm one of the uh the targeted you know right yeah you're at risk you're an at-risk demographic getting close to my maker man yeah you got to get ready he's always there for you though so that's good yeah Yeah. it is true yeah interesting uh, sure yeah, man. Beautiful. All right, let's jump into the segment then that you cannot wait for. I'm finally done pestering you with overly personal questions. Now it's time for what's the deal with Mormons. So what questions do you have for me, Ray? I, I was I would already ask you the biggest question. Yeah, yeah. So I'm fine with the South Park one. Usually people follow up the South Park one with the uh, Book of Mormon musical. I have not yet seen it. I would not be opposed to seeing it. I have listened to most of the music and find okay. most of it pretty funny. So, okay. so yeah. That's, but, you know, I'm a yeah. comedian, so, like, I'm not that easily offended. Of course, I, of course. I can easily understand why those of my faith would be offended. But right. I don't think as many are of, as offended as the outside world might think. So. Oh, that's so, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean my, my church did run an ad in the Playbill when it hit Broadway. And the ad in the Playbill said, the book is better. So we tried to take things in stride fairly that's well. Good. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> you might make me a Mormon by the end of this. Uh... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the whole subversive goal that I have. Right yeah, now, yeah. So. yeah. No, that's cool. I like uh, I like people of different religions having um, a sense of humor about, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I I think we could all take things a little less seriously sometimes. Right. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, growing up, a lot of my family members would get uh, outraged if mm. they were to see how South Park made fun of, you know, Christians and. Oh how, sure. You know. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I never thought it was a, a big deal. So I, I've always loved the religious jokes. And, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. So, uh, Anything else? That was it? Um, know about yeah, the South I think that yeah, it was just South, <laughs> just South Park, really. <laughs> what details do you remember yeah, so, from the South Park? What's that? I said, what, what details do you remember from the South Park episode? You know what? I, I was actually going to uh, go in to watch the episode again before. Oh, yeah. Just so I can catch up because it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really remember distinctively was uh, that that one scene where Joseph Mormon looks into the hat and he's like reading the yeah. like, ancient uh, by, or scrolls or whatever. And he right. was translating. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but. so so Joseph, it's Joseph Smith, were named right. Mormons because of the Book of Mormon, which Joseph Smith translated. So that's what he's translating when he looks into the hat, the magic hat with the magic stones. Yeah. Please tell me that hat is real. Please tell uh, me the, that the hat, hat is in the Book of Mormon. So the hat is not Please. in the Book of Mormon because, you know, the Book of Mormon was, was written hundreds of years before the hat came into existence (laughs) yeah i mean there were there were there were hats but not that one you know yeah um but yes joseph smith used a few things to translate the book of mormon and initially yeah he had what were called seer stones which were these uh rocks that he placed at the bottom of of the hat and he would look into the hat at the seer stones and would see words translated for him. Okay. That's what he would dictate to a scribe who would then write them out. He also had spectacles, you know, glasses, these magic glasses that had various uh, lenses with them that he would look through to translate. They weren't dirty. I I don't know. I mean, I hope he kept them clean, but you know, it's been a while. Uh, I don't know if the hat is still around. I believe 
the, the the glasses might be on display somewhere in Utah, Salt Lake City, or at the Brigham Young University archives. I don't remember uh, which, but I think the glasses are still around. Um, not much else is though. Uh, the hat might be, I don't know. Um, so wait. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So what, so what era, I guess, would Joseph Smith be alive? So, so, so he, Salt Lake City? I mean, so, so Joseph Smith was alive in the 1830s. Um, and oh, okay. he, it, it really, you know, where you were born, Syracuse, New York, not too far, uh, relatively speaking, from where Joseph Smith uh, found these these sacred plates that were translated into the Book of Mormon. They were found in Palmyra, New York. So his family also traveled around, not because they were part of the military, but because they were dirt poor. So they moved around a ton um, and in farming communities in New York, ended up in upstate New York. And, uh, and his dad finally kind of landed uh decent farmland and so that's that's where joseph really grew up um yeah yeah so it it all started in new york uh i mean at least the joseph smith part my you know my faith my religion we claim adam and eve man it's one gospel it's one church that has lasted throughout other than when Jesus Christ was crucified and his apostles were all killed, then, you know, the church, the priesthood, the authority was lost until Joseph Smith came around in the 1830s. And that's why he's so important for us is because he was the you know, the modern day prophet that was called to restore the church and the gospel to the earth, bring all of the teachings back. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I find it interesting all the different religions that, that really come from the same story, uh, whether it's Mormonism, Catholicism, yeah. Islam, right. Christianity. It's all the same shit. It's yeah, just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, to me, I take that as uh, evidence. I suppose you could use the word evidence. I, I look at it yeah. as, you know, truth is all coming from one place. Yeah. And, and there's different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And there are different ways that God, heavenly father, however you want to phrase it, uh, connect with, with people here, uh, you know, on on this earth, right. His children. Um, so he uses culture, he uses, you know, to try to connect with them to, to eventually lead them to Mormonism, obviously, but you know, it's really just about connecting. Yeah. 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 It is interesting. Man, you know, the one uh, religion I've always been interested about, Scientology. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. The L. Ron one. Hubbard. I mean, you yeah, know, Ron Ray, Hubbard. you can satisfy that curiosity pretty easily here in L.A. I, I can just walk in. They would welcome right you with now. open arms. I think they would. Yeah. And I bet your Are career you? would skyrocket if you really invested in it. <laughs> I mean, I'm here, so... Yeah, you know, you got nothing to lose. You may as well. Have you ever uh, driven down where uh, that huge... There's, like, the place in L.A. near, uh, uh, what is it, Vermont in... um, Yeah. Yeah, Vermont and Sunset. Yeah, it's near, what, Second City on Sunset. It's, like, across the street from Gelson's or whatever that grocery store is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It always looks like Christmas whole, over there. That street is so weird. <laughs> yeah. It that looks, is. It, it looks, is though. I mean, it looks like a. It looks like a. A, a stage set. Yep. Honestly. Yeah. It really does. It really does. Yeah. 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 Well, but it's it's know. it's a Hollywood church for a Hollywood people. You know. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, any, 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 no, no other questions. I've loved this conversation, by the way. Yeah, I think that honestly, that's. I mean, unless you have any more to share, I'm all, you know. I mean, I probably. 
what I should probably do is get your, your number and address and send some of my friends over. They can really talk to you more Just in depth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but no, man, I wanted to let you ask any questions you had about it. If you want to watch that South Park episode and hit me up regarding specifics, feel free to do so. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, because I bet yeah. you're gonna watch it and be like, "That can't be real." And then you'll message me, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, that was totally real." There's no. <laughs> okay. Because I remember that just being so funny. Yeah, there are some really weird things regarding uh, the start of uh, the start of Mormonism in America, for sure. Very interesting stuff. But a lot of it was like New York was kind of a weird place. You know, you had. You had treasure hunters in, in upstate New York. You had a religious revival, people believing in, you know, magical sticks that could lead them to treasure and, and these seer stones. All these things were sort of common things that people claimed to have and use constantly. Yeah. So, Man, you, I, I mean, I bet you could have just said, honestly, anything at one point. Just, yeah, I think, well, you know, what's funny to me is like with stand up, if you sell it, I mean, if you sell a joke, people yeah. will buy it. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, I guess the certain way you say it. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, I don't, I, I think there are aspects of religion that are that are absolutely true. So I don't want to say that, you know, preachers are just selling you a joke, but uh, but well, there is, uh, it kind of helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like how you're doing right now. You're selling, you're selling, you're selling, you're selling me Mormonism. And, Look, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it, we are recording this on Juneteenth. I had not intended to do that because oh, damn it. I didn't even think I was celebrating all day and I didn't even, <laughs> I, I uh all days of course this is what the white man would do on all right. of all <laughs> days of all days just trying to sell you on my white jesus couldn't right? wait. Uh, <laughs> but couldn't wait in, until december like a normal mormon i know and in all seriousness we mormons need more mm. black people in our church so if you decide to switch you know we'll welcome you with open yeah. arms Wow, be the, like the Herman Cain of Mormonism. That would be great. We could really use some nah, of those. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nah, uh, no anything shit. you want to plug for when the world opens up again? Uh, I, I guess if you don't have Sirius XM, download it and you, you might be able to listen to a track of mine. Yeah, baby. That's so uh, fun. Yeah. How many tracks of yours are out there in the ether? Got three. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so far. So, so far. Excellent. Uh, I think I'm well, going to work on something. And with everyone in quarantine, you have to watch something online at this point. You may as well go check out Amazon Prime, Laugh After Dark, Season 2. Might as well. I mean, season why not? Season 2. Episode something. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think you're near the end of that season, if I recall. I think I am. Either seven or eleven, one of the two. Both good numbers. Or eight. I have honestly, it's <laughs> up there. It's one of those. Yeah. Well, Ray, Take thank you so much for joining me, man. Thank you for having me. All right. You have a good night and a good week. All right. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> Happy Juneteenth.